Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamline, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick. My co-host Larry Dersham and I would normally be out Christmas shopping today. And I mean those day after sales that you can just bring home all sorts of things that you couldn't afford right beforehand. But we're not. Instead, we have slid back into a more restrictive tier of activity. And most of us are being encouraged, if not mandated, to stay at home. So I guess we're bringing down the house with Amazon sales and looking for online deals, but it's just not the same as going to the mall, looking at the decorations, standing in line to get those 75% off discounts. But I suppose we're going to have to grin and bear it. But more importantly than that, let's make sure our family members are doing okay. We may make a joke of it, we may make light of it, but we don't necessarily know that everybody is taking it as well as we are. And that's where we wanna come in and encourage everybody to tend to your family and your loved ones over the holidays. Because yes, day after Christmas sales are a tradition in many holidays. The fact that we're breaking tradition in such a drastic way when so many families aren't getting together at all is significant. Because when we talk about COVID-related health risks, we're also talking about mental and emotional health. And next week, we're going to talk about how that's going to factor into our New Year's resolutions. My predictions are that this isn't going to be the new year to give up, but to give. Not the new year to talk about what we're not going to do, but what we're going to finally be able to do. And I'm going to just tease that up there and leave it for next week because we have a great show for you the day after uh, New Year's. But in terms of the day after Christmas and really the aftermath and what we're going to be talking about in terms of family over the holidays, One thing we've really been noticing this year, uh, and we've been hearing this from you, from the listeners, from each other, uh, people are talking about it on social media, is that we're really celebrating creativity. Okay, Larry's always a cloud on the silver lining. The creativity is something to celebrate. It is sort of that the silver lining that that has characterized this entire holiday season as we have found ourselves, we're we're masked, we're gloved, we're, we're socially distanced, but smartly. We weren't smart about it in March because we didn't know a lot about it. But now we are plexiglassed and patio dining and doing all the kinds of things that we never would have dreamed was necessary back in the day. And that's why we're able to have a little bit more confidence that we are actually able to get together. In fact, many families have self-quarantined for two weeks just to be able to get together maskless. But here's a little tip for what to do when you actually get together. Don't simply assume that everybody likes doing the same things. Yeah, those of us that are over, uh, gosh, let's say 40, we remember board games and we remember playing different types of card games and, you know, but we can't necessarily assume that the younger generation likes doing everything that we like to do. So let's make sure we ask them. Not everybody enjoys Hallmark movies, although secretly I know you do. So as we stand the test of time in terms of looking at our routines and things we're getting together to do as a family, 
Um, Larry, I don't know if you have pulled out photo albums or scrapbooks or things with your family, which I know you've had over for Christmas. Yeah. Maybe you're establishing some some new traditions, but I know that you also have some very strong feelings about the fact that we're talking about this in the first place, having to stay away from loved ones over the holidays. Oh, absolutely, Wendy. And uh, I would just say I'm calling this, uh, is this a, possibly a medical dictatorship uh, that could even morph into, once this uh, COVID is solved, into an environmental dictatorship? And just what I mean by that is that um, we uh, have all these restaurants that are still closed. And I just looked this up today uh, as far as the news goes, and it looks like Florida is pretty much still not being locked down. And they're pretty well Disney open. Disney World's still open. Exactly. Disney World is still open. Exactly. And yet their case, uh, cases of uh, COVID are below average, whereas we are, are locked, locked in. And basically, you know, we're not getting uh, our vitamin D through the sun, however that works. And uh, so what a difference that is, uh, I, I'm thinking. You know, Larry, one thing I have to um, pick up on that, it is true, okay, so San Diego has like, what is it, like 360 out of 365 days of sunshine, so hopefully we're getting our vitamin D, but we're not having the opportunity to enjoy the holiday season like the other states are that have more or that have less restrictions and less cases. Yes. So it sounds like maybe there's a difference between professional responsibility and personal accountability. In other words, maybe it's habits that people have in terms of being masked, socially distanced, following the rules. Maybe it has to do with the way people are interacting with each other rather than the way that businesses are conducting themselves because the numbers out of the businesses are so low that statistically it's hard for a court case really to, to hold up if they're going to make an argument that, well, we need to close down restaurants in order to free up ICU beds. You have to have the evidence to make that connection. I mean, do we have that here in San Diego? Yeah, well, I get the number updates all the time, but sometimes I kind of disregard those a little bit because they don't talk about in those numbers comorbidities. They don't talk about the age of the people being admitted to the ICUs. And truthfully, they don't even tell me, at least in the numbers I'm getting from the county, uh, the ICU is filled with people with uh, heart attacks, uh, strokes. Or COVID, they don't really distinguish those categories. They just say we have, uh, you know, ninety-five percent. It's full. It's ninety-five percent full. And so I would like more detail yeah. on that. Yeah, and you know, um, one other thing that's characterized this holiday season has been um, politics, and we can't get through a show without talking about politics for usually most of the time. <laughs> yes. So one thing I that has struck me again, silver lining this year, has been it's true. Um, there's usually somebody at the, the Christmas dinner table that wants to talk politics and may, perhaps it's of a different political persuasion or, or ideology than, than the norm. And whatever that person says and however they lean, there always used to be the counting however many seats they can be away from somebody that has the opposite political view. But this year, this year we are just counting our blessings that we have so many people to invite that's right. that we have to strategize seating arrangements to begin with. And that's a wonderful silver lining that we actually never, we took for granted that we had so many people over at our home every year 
that we had to think about who sits where. It's like seating people at a wedding. This year, we're switching people around on Zoom grids rather than actually in person. And it just makes us think, how lucky were we and are we that for so many years, we actually cared about mixing poles and poultry because we were all gathered together. So that's a little bit of the, I, I suppose, the encouraging and inspirational aspect of the reality that for the first year, we're not thinking about the kinds of things that actually make us smile when we think about Christmas past. Yes, there may have been personality conflicts and ideological differences, but we had all those people together under one roof. We did. We did. And uh, it's interesting, too, just to kind of segue a little bit on this, that, you know, January 5th is a super important date. We'll be talking about that on our next yes. show. But, of course, that's the big election in Georgia. I don't know about you, Wendy, but some of the web, uh, some of the emails I'm getting is say, are saying, can you please come down to Georgia and help out? I don't know <laughs> if I can get over there. And then the very next day, January 6th, that's when the uh, electors meet and uh and President, uh, Vice President, Vice Prince will, will read off the count of that. And is that going to be challenged? And how's that going to go? So we have some amazing things coming up uh, on the oh, election we, front. We really do. And, you know, speaking of traveling to Georgia, and I've heard some funny stories, too, about, gee, how, you know, can you register? And how quickly can you vote after you move here and you register? Holiday travel has been another very hot button issue, especially today, day after Christmas, kind of like day before Thanksgiving big travel day. But nowadays, people are road tripping it if they can. Um, they're trying to stay away from airports, airplanes, Ubers, because those, of course, add to the risk of exposure. But here's a couple other travel tips that uh, that we'll have to mention, because this is there's so many great ideas going around on Twitter now, you know, thinking of thinking through how you can actually see your relatives, but still minimize exposure. So many families are finding places to stay other than a relative's home. Um, for all of the same reasons that people are trying to minimize exposure to, you know, just because they're your relatives doesn't mean they're COVID free. They're also talking about sanitizing. They're talking about wearing protective gear, bringing your own protective gear and your own methods of sanitizing. Some people are thinking through in advance, and this is easy for us to say living in San Diego, but they're not only doing it outside. Okay, so it's supposed to rain on Monday, so we can't always be outside. But they're talking about finding the biggest room in the house, opening the windows, bringing fans, ventilating it. They are thinking so far outside of the box. Who knew we had the ability to become so creative when we had to, if it meant getting to see relatives in person? Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I was seeing relatives in person, but every family is a little bit different. I know that because of the COVID, uh, my daughter splits her time between Christmas Eve with us and Christmas Day with uh her husband's family. And that didn't used to be, we used to all get together. So we're coming up with creative ideas, even how to uh, work our celebrations because of what's going on. So, you know, as, as long as we're, you know, sort of on the topic, um, creativity, I hope that we're able to carry that through in so many different ways um, into 2021. And speaking of moving into 2021, uh, stay with us because after the break, you're going to meet somebody that's actually heading up a very important recall campaign. Uh, I, you're not going to believe who they are seeking to recall, but I want you to stay with us in order to find out. And we're also going to talk about what it is. Is it a good idea? And most importantly, is it going to work? Stay with us. You're listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. We are back in a flash.
News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick. So I hope I teased it up sufficiently enough to where you are very curious as to who we have here in the second half. And let me give you a hint. We've been talking about moving back into the most restrictive tier. We've been talking about closures and mask wearing and all the different types of laws that have really plagued the holiday season with the inability to gather with loved ones, at least as much as we thought we were going to be able to, because we did have a little bit of the relaxation of those laws during the summer. So have you ever thought where those restrictions come from? Who is behind all of these social restrictions that we are suffering through this holiday season? Larry, who do we have as our guest today in studio? Yes, Wendy. I'd like to welcome to the show Mike Netter, who is heading up the Recall Gavin 2020 campaign. Mike was educated at San Diego State University in business and computer science. He's a veteran of distribution, sales, and marketing and served in senior executive roles in Corporate Express and Staples. He is now applying his business expertise to state politics to create a powerful team of volunteers and allied organizations to further the cause of conservatism in the state of California, including his most recent endeavor to help spearhead the recall effort for Gavin Newsom. Welcome to the program, Mike. Well, I'm glad to be here today. Mike, thank you for joining us. Um, we are. I am going to ask you to explain to our listeners what this is all about. Some people hear recall campaign, they don't know what it means. But first, I am uh, very intrigued uh, personally that I know you're, one of your hobbies is politics, obviously, but two other hobbies of yours are rock and roll and quantum physics. And I, I perhaps you do both at the same time, I don't know, but I just find that fascinating. You know, sometimes we have guests on and it's always amazing. There's so much more than simply political ideology with everybody we bring onto the show, and you are certainly no exception. So let me just say that's very fascinating. Maybe you can work that kind of into your, your commentary on Mr. Newsom, I don't know. But our listeners would love to know, what is this recall campaign all about? Well, let's start off. I'm going to play into what you're saying for a second, that physics or the theory of chaos or quantum is all about random things happening. And everything that happens today in the recall started with a precipitating event. That's what you call the theory of chaos. A butterfly flaps his wings. And I won't go on about that. But (laughs) that's kind of how they're related a little bit. Physics is related to politics. What RecallGavin2020.com, and if you get nothing else out of this interview, if you're listening out there, remember to go to the website. It is an actual petition to recall the governor of California. And for those of you out there, you watch the news, you see what's going on, you you look out your window, you want to do something about it, we have an opportunity as citizens in California to do something about it. There are 22 states that allow you to recall a state official, and California is one of them. And so we need 12% of the people that voted for governor last time, which is approximately 1.5 million, which really means if you're keeping score at home, we need about 1.7 million signatures to put a recall election on the ballot. Okay. Let me go on about that for one second. What that means is that... 
30 days. We have until March 17th. As you've already heard about this little thing called COVID, got us an extension. If you signed in wet ink, wet ink means you have to be a registered voter since June 10th, you're good. We now have until March 17th, but don't have to take until March 17th. Within 30 days of our group turning in enough signatures, by nine, within 90 days by law, they have to call a special election. This has very powerful for the people of California. It's not literally recalling the governor. It's called a recall. What it means is that you will have a chance to say, do you want Gavin Newsom to continue as governor? Yes or no. You might guess, guys, I'm voting no. (laughs) (laughs) Just a shot. But also you'll pick from another slate of candidates if you vote no. What that does with the power of the people in California gets around something that we didn't weren't too bright back in 2003, the so-called jungle primary top two-tier system. So we will literally have an open election about the future of California. RecallGavin2020.com. And a quick other thing here for you, what's really interesting, what we're doing this time that's different than most recalls or petitions, is you can push the button and print out an eight and a half by 11 copy of it. So while you're at home for the holidays, if you don't want to get out to our 550 signing locations that we have permanent ones, if you really don't want to leave the house or want to listen to Gavin Newsom and have people over for the holidays and write their names down, you can have them written on a recall petition if they're a registered voter by simply putting out, pushing out, printing an eight and a half by 11 petition and then mailing it into us. That's great. I'm just kind of curious about this because I, we go to shopping centers, and I don't see people collecting signatures for this. Can we get involved in this as just regular people, like, start going to shopping centers and asking people to sign? Well, it's interesting because initiatives like you normally see at shopping centers, which require 5% of the people that voted for governor last time, people sink $50, 20000000 million on to get them on the ballot. This is the largest initiative in American history, Larry and Wendy, mm-hmm. all right? And not only that— The 900,000 signatures we've collected so far is literally getting close to, if not, the largest number of signatures collected by volunteers. We're not backed by big money. We're not Republican. We tend to be conservative, but we have Democrats signing this. We have NPPs. The best unifying force for California politics is actually Gavin himself, the right and the left. Go ahead, Wendy. Let me, um, yeah, no, one, one question that I had, and I've been following, you know, everything in the news about this and uh, what all of you have been doing. One question that keeps coming up for me and for others, and I love to play devil's advocate. So, you know, Gavin is taking the blame for a lot of what the health officials are recommending in the same way that it's going on in so many other states. You know, you have health officials stepping up and saying, we're yeah. going to recommend you know, that we instill these types of social distancing regulations, not because we want people to be stopped from enjoying their constitutional rights, but we want to free up beds in the ICU. So they're looking at uh, very practical implications of, well, let's see, we opened up in July and the numbers shot through the roof. Let's close down for the holidays so we're able to treat people so we can save lives. So Gavin isn't the one making that call. He's simply following directives of his health advisors and and similar governors, um, similarly situated governors, I should say, in other states that are also seeing 
rising numbers are doing the same thing. We talk about Florida a lot and the fact that it's open and its numbers are low, that's probably why it's open is because its numbers are low. So what do you say to people that, regardless of what political persuasion they come from, who maybe say is the governor to blame when he's simply trying to do what he can to preserve the health and safety of the citizens? Or is the recall petition about much more than that? It's about much more than that. Let's be really clear. It takes a lot of work to get a petition. It's launched June 2nd, which means it's been in the work for a long time. This is about Gavin Newsom. And basically COVID has simply amplified that Gavin Newsom doesn't wants to rule as a dictator. We voted in the death penalty. Gavin nullified it, right? Um, The list is vast, the reasons to recall Gavin. We have the highest taxes. We have the highest unemployment now. We have basically the largest state in the union that's poorly run. And with all due deferences to other states, and I'm not an expert when it comes to other states, but I know a lot about California, he has violated the California Constitution in a number of ways, even in terms of zoning. Just alone, I want you guys to think about this. You all know what AB5 is, right? About independent contractors? Oh, I remember. Okay, so that took a lot of people. When I say I like music, that took a lot of musicians out of work. This isn't just about Uber drivers. How come Gavin can't suspend AB5 with his executive powers? Well, he actually could. He chooses not to. It's about the power of the union and the state becoming too one-sided. I'm giving you a lot of answers to your question here, Wendy, but let me give this specifically. Gavin Newsom should be assembling his state Senate and his state assembly where he has a supermajority and at least using the power of the legislature to issue some of the orders that he's doing. He's not doing that. He placed a 950 million mask order with China with no legislative authority. This is about a lot of things. It's basically that Gavin Newsom, and look, you could debate whether he's not a poor governor or not, although you can imagine how I feel, but here's the scoreboard, all right? He's making bad decisions. He made a bad decision with the people that he hired to run his company into trust. They took $3 million of PPP loans. He made bad decisions, he was told back in April, about the EDD, who now looks like Oops, we've sent money to felons, maybe to the tune of $8 billion. Those are people that, Gavin, where the buck stops in California, and the buck isn't stopping. So the recall is about a lot of things. Mainly what the recall is about is opening up the debate in California. It's not about who's going to be our next governor. Yes. I get asked that all the time. Yes. You want to know why I'm for governor? Yes. Mickey Mouse. Okay. I hear he's out of work. Okay. Literally like in the Gray Davis How about day. Santa Claus? Okay. Santa Claus or Alfred E. Newman, I think, if I date myself. I think that Santa Claus would have more of a chance of winning. You know, we're, we're almost out of time, but you bring up some uh, very interesting issues that Larry and I discuss every week. Um, and it's, it's fascinating to have the, the colorful personalities on that we do because it's only by talking about these issues that gets people thinking in, in terms of who they do want to elect and on what basis and on what grounds. And you know, what's interesting about your petition and, and some of what you said is um, you had one sentence that really stood out to me is that the COVID issues have amplified some of the underlying concerns that you already had and others as well. Um, and one thing that we've seen and the president himself has actually been a great example of this is sometimes we're able to tell more about our leaders that regarding the way they deal with crisis than when things are good. 
So uh, President Trump had had really got high marks for a lot of things and decisions he made and continues to get some of those high marks during the during the pandemic. Um, some some of that broke down on partisan lines and George Bush suffered the same fate because he was in power during 9-11, of course. Um, I would also say Rudy Giuliani uh, was in that boat as well. It's hard to believe who he is today that he actually was America's mayor back in 2001. Um, but we want to thank you for joining us because this is such an important uh, story for people to follow. And thank you for for letting people actually know what it is. So we thank want you, to, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you all for listening to the show today. Please have a wonderful, safe weekend. Join us next week for more of Today with Dr. Wendy. Headlines with a silver lining. Have a great weekend. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego.